everyone. Uh, welcome to ironradio.org. This is Lonnie Lowry. I am, let's see, an exercise physiologist. I'm a sports uh, nutritionist, and uh, I'm a bodybuilder. Hello, everyone. I'm Robert Fortress Fortney. I'm a former competitive bodybuilder, journalist, um, and competitive powerlifter. Hey, everybody. This is Charles Staley. I am author of Muscle Logic, creator of Escalating Density Training, and I am also a Masters uh, Category Weightlifter. Uh, this is Phil Stevens. I'm a strength athlete, coach, and uh, record holding powerlifter. And recently, uh, you know, I'm, I'm taking horse supplements, so just an all around stud. <laughs> so I just want to, before we get in with the guys from Swagger Strength, I just want to, you know, that that would be a good topic for a future show is, um, you know, alternative horse. This just sounds really bad. This sounds like, I, I don't know, wind straw stolen from a racetrack or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, good stuff. So, hey, well, for you guys who are listening in, uh, we've got a cool show today. We've got all the powers that be from Swagger Strength Equipment and, uh, this is very uh this is very cool and uh these guys just make very neat equipment but uh this is a company that was launched uh, last November and uh they've already received worldwide attention for creating very unique very cutting edge strength and fitness equipment um, for uh quote the diversified athlete and we'll have to ask them uh, what that means uh, as we get into the interview but uh so we've got uh, Tim Swagger with us uh, today. Um, we've got John Bruni um, uh, and also Drew Kiespert. And uh, these guys are all from uh, uh, Fremont, Indiana. And uh, they started out with four products and have quickly expanded the line. They've got uh, about 20 products right now, including such things as the Monster Mace, which is totally insane. And, and by the way, go to the website, which is uh, swaggerstrength.com, S-W-A-G-E-R strength.com, and that might be worth bringing up on your computer as you're listening in. But uh, they've got the lumberjack log and the pinch grip plate, and now they've got something called the velocity swiper and the gemstone, and just very, very unique, cool stuff. And uh, uh, guys, thanks for being here today, and uh, I'm glad you guys are sharing your time with us. Thanks for having you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, um, you know, whoever, I'll kind of uh, throw some questions at you guys, and uh, whoever is the most appropriate person to jump in, please do. But uh, where, I mean, I know you guys, like, have some some very strong backgrounds. John has actually been uh, featured in Ripley's Believe It or Not. He's been on the Today Show, and uh, you guys have a, a really deep background in all this, but when did the idea sort of come into uh, fruition about um, developing a company to sell, uh, in essence, strongman equipment, right? I kind of like to take this, and this is Tim Swagger. Uh, John approached me a couple of years ago to start building some equipment for his uh, show, uh, which he can explain to you a little bit later. But it was basically to lift cars, to do a car lift. Hmm. And then uh, also through Drew, which is my son-in-law, uh, kept telling me that, you know, listen, uh, there's a market for this stuff, and John's got some really cool ideas and really need to sit down and get together and, and uh, put uh, put some products out there. Uh, and it, it all pretty much started uh, specifically for John uh, for his own equipment. Huh, huh. And, I, so, and I take it that you guys are not necessarily looking to constrain your marketing efforts toward toward the strongman community, right? I mean, uh, and, and this will tie in with our topic a little later today, but 
are you guys trying to kind of uh, spread out into the general fitness market as well and try to sort of uh, entice people to, to give a second look at some of these uh, ideas? Yeah, this is Drew Keesbert, and yeah, and uh, basically when we started this, it was it was something for for the strong man. We kind of wanted to push our our attention toward the strong man and, and powerlifting kind of crowd. And uh, but as as we've sat down and 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 uh, discussed things and seen kind of where our market is, uh, we've started to see that we wanted to to kind of look at um, as you mentioned earlier the diversified athletes. Start looking at. Uh, different ways to to help people in all uh, stages, all levels of fitness, um, and uh, as well as the strongman. Certainly, that's still our our focal point. Uh, sure. but we really are are excited and enthused about what's coming down the pike. Uh, you'd mentioned velocity swiper, among some other things. So, and I'm I'm sure that'll come up in discussion later. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And Charles, if I could just jump in there for just one quick second about di- diversifying. Um, one of the things we really wanted to emphasize is that uh, true strength has to be multifaceted. And even though I would consider myself a performing strongman, we still specialize in more of the endurance feats. For instance, the truck pull for a mile, those type of things. You know, I, I just a mile. Know, oh my god! A mile. Yeah, right now, uh, John oh Brookfield and I we have the world record for that. We we pulled a semi truck for a mile. Um, oh but, you know, I just know too many strength athletes that really, you know, can get winded going up a flight of stairs. And so we found that by diversifying, not only are guys going to get stronger, but they're going to get healthier at the same time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, very cool. And, you know, we've mentioned on other shows, too, and, and I'd, I'd, I'd be curious to get your guys' take, and I'm sure you guys have an optimistic take on the future of Strongman, but... It does seem from our vantage point that the two sports that seem to be just completely exploding are, are MMA and, and strongmen. Do you guys agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. And, 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 and there's obviously some, uh, some common threads there. And um, I, I think when you look at the whole fitness market out there, it seems like it's kind of um, a lot of it, I think, for, for the positive is going toward uh, kind of edgier, kind of more fundamental t- types of activities. And this makes me think of even things like CrossFit. But when you think about CrossFit, which is a, a huge uh, trend right now, and uh, then you look at MMA and you look at strongmen, and uh, it's all going toward like manly sports, isn't it? It's, it's, uh, there's been a, a turn for the positive, I think. Oh, absolutely. I, I think guys really want to get back to that primal type of lifting you know, um, and I, I just think it's a great thing that guys want to get back, and it's things that actually make the workout fun, you know, and that's that's what it's about, you know, whether it's ripping a log, you know, or lifting a stone, those type of things that take absolute power, strength, and endurance, there's something that really feeds that inner need to try that kind of stuff. You know, at our facility, Bed and Barbell, um, in Phoenix here, that's what we kind of, we have kind of a three-pronged approach, and uh, uh, we kind of focus, no matter who it is when they come in, we focus on weightlifting, powerlifting, and strongman, and those are our three kind of pillars, and uh, boy, when when you take those three components, I just think you really have all your bases covered, and uh, um, there, there's a lot of carryover in those three those three types of activities as well. And uh, needless to say, a lot of the more successful 
strongman competitors come from those other two disciplines as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if I could interject for just a second regarding one of the things that John mentioned was that uh, having fun is in, enjoying yourself, enjoying your workout. You know, one of the things that when I uh, when I was in my prime, let's say, <laughs> a little bit younger, um, when I was out there uh, at, at the workout, it seemed to be as time was going on, it was getting grueling. It was getting, uh, it just became kind of mundane, monotonous. And for example, one of the products that I really like right now is the pinch grip plate. And uh, there's so many different things you can do with that. Uh, John has shown me a lot of different uh, uh, exercises and options that you can do with that. Uh, uh, throwing it around, rolling it around. I mean, it's just a fantastic product, and I really enjoy uh, just the different things that we have, the logs, for example, um, uh, working with those and really um, uh, stretching yourself and, and, and growing as you as you move along, and you're having a lot of fun doing it, too. That's, that's a huge point. Huge point to have fun, and I... I, I yeah, just still wanting to chime in on this. Yeah, one too, I mean yeah. I, the, the fun part's huge. I mean, me as I, I've been a strongman competitor myself, and now I'm really emphasizing on on powerlifting as some of the injuries racked up. But um, you know, even I mean, having fun is a huge part of it, and it gets a little boring time and time again when you're when you're working on three lifts all the time, and and it's fun to have some carryover with with doing logs and tires and stones and such, and you're seeing more and more of it now that. The stuff's getting used for assistance and for building a little bit of endurance, and like you guys said, uh, the ability to, to walk up a flight of stairs without getting without getting winded, and as well, just all around brute strength. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you know, whole body strength. And well, you look at a way to, it gives you I was going to say, you, you know, you go to a it, if you've been involved in the gym culture for the last couple of decades, you can't help but notice. Certainly up here in Canada, I noticed it, but. The whole kind of um, bodybuilding, kind of purest bodybuilding thing has kind of become less of, you know, important to people who are going to gyms now, um, unless you are specifically a bodybuilder. But, yeah, people want to be a little bit more functional, and um, and certainly that, you know, some of the traditional bodybuilding type things factor into that, but... People want to diversify. And you know what? Bit. Twice now we've talked about carryover effects from exercise, too. And I don't want to get too far into the topic already, but it's just interesting that carryover is both range of motion specific and it's velocity specific. And, you know, it's, it's that velocity and that kind of rate of force development, things like that, that affect sports so much. And that's why I think a lot of the, the strongman movements or some of the kinds of equipment that uh, the guys at Swagger have, it, it's, it's simple and it's kind of explosive, and it's even got that endurance component, you know. And you know what, too? Like, when we show people, when we have our clients, we have some uh, clients that just came in last night to bed and barbell, and they're returning clients. But whenever we show new clients how to flip a tire or how to press a log or how to do a farmer's walk, you can just viscerally understand the functionality of what you're doing. And there is that implicit... Um, satisfaction that comes from completing a task. And I think that's the difference between, uh, you know, strongman training and, and some of the other disciplines is that you can just uh, intuitively understand that there is value and function to the activity, right? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things I like in just watching some of Phil's videos is that I can tell he's a big fan of the deadlift. And I feel like... Almost all of our equipment, other than the things that are just pure velocity, all kind of have its roots found in the deadlift. And there's so many variations on that. I just started um, the log press in November. I wanted to make one for my show, and I didn't even know the thing weighed 250 pounds at the time. 
<laughs> but, man, the first time I lifted it, I thought, man, this is world-class exercise. And you know what? I, I deadlift, you know, four to five times a week, always as a warm-up to my warm-ups or to my workouts. And my deadlift numbers have actually gone up just from log pressing. Yep, and you know what? I'll, I'll give you another one of my, my favorite little complexes uh, as, a, as a weightlifter. And I haven't done this in a little while, and I have to revisit this. But I used to always love to do clean and jerks after a log clean and press. Mm-hmm. And the reason is is because it takes the exercise that is normally the hardest thing you could ever do, and then after doing a log clean and press, it actually it, it feels like dessert after that. <laughs> it's actually one of the few things you could do that kind of preps you for that for that drill. So uh, you know, there, there's there's nice uh, kind of synergy between um, strongman uh, strongman events and uh, some of the other lifts as well. Well, I think uh, it can be said as well too that, uh, like you were saying, I mean, it just adds some variance. And I think as you get going further, you know, you start looking at overuse injuries and having some more options out there and ways to progress. You know, I can't pull heavy every day. But if I can, if I can do stones and I, and I can do, you know, a log stuff like that, I can work real hard. But you know, my log load isn't going to be near what my deadlift is going to be. But it's going to be working near the same strength, but not burn me out in exactly the same way. Very cool. Well, uh, in addition to the uh, the website, which is SwaggerStrength.com, uh, you guys should check out. I'm actually there right now on on your YouTube channel, and their channel uh, ID is Swagger Strength. Uh, all one word, and uh, I'm looking at the velocity swiper. And uh, would would one of you guys explain what that is and what the concept is behind that? John, why don't you go ahead on that? Okay, um, the velocity swiper came out of uh, Ori Hoffmeckler did a lot of training with me, and he really turned me on personally to the idea and concept of velocity for the strength athlete. And so what I did is we took a lot of his ideas that he kind of just really ingrained into me, and we took those ideas and took them to the next level. And basically, you can get a world-class cardio workout in about three to five minutes um, by just trying to go to absolute velocity, which is pure speed. Almost everything else I've ever done involving velocity, where they call it velocity training, actually is a mixture of strength and speed. And the velocity is just pure speed. You get uh, such a lactic acid buildup so quickly. I really haven't been able to find guys that can do it for longer than a minute and a half or so before they're just totally wiped out. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> totally crazy. And, you know, if you're listening in, you, you should go to this YouTube page because uh, <laughs> it's pretty entertaining, man. You guys have some funny... Some uh, some pretty entertaining videos. Tell me about your uh, strongman logs too. I think um, that I think of as your signature product because man, you guys have the heavy dutiest strongman logs I think I've ever encountered. Uh, Tell us about that a little bit. Go ahead, Tim. Well, uh, we're actually you know Swagger Strength is another part of the companies that we have. Uh, We've got Swagger Communications, and we actually build communication towers supporters and stuff like that so we don't deal with light gauge material everything no. we have is heavy uh john come to me and he wanted the log give me the dimensions and i pulled the pipe off the shelf and when he said he wanted uh, two inch bars on the end well it was two inch solid uh that's just <laughs> the type of stuff that we have 
uh, you know, the 10 inch pipe, it's not schedule 40, it's not tubing, which is eighth inch wall. It's like schedule 160. So, you know, yeah. the thickness onto it and the weight buildup, he didn't really give me a weight constraint. It's just that's right. what it ended up being. And, and so what uh, is the weight on that log? The 10 inch is 250 pounds. <laughs> so, got a, our, so cool. <laughs> our 8 inches, our eight inches is a little over 150, I think, or 139, oh, something like that. Yeah, 140 pounds or so. You know, our plate's on the end. It's not, you know, 16th gauge or anything, or uh, 12 gauge material. It's, you know, quarter inch plate, half inch plates, you know, stuff like that. Uh, it's it's kind of like you start just pulling stuff off the shelf, and that's what, you know, we uh, put together. But yeah. it's some pretty heavy stuff. Industrial stuff. So often you hear the word industrial used loosely, but this is this is valid, right? This is actual industrial stuff. You know, that's yeah. like my guys, when we're welding, we have a hard time welding eighth-inch material in here. Uh, you know, we're certified for uh, unlimited thickness, you know, two-inch thick and stuff like that. So that's really how, you know, the, the law got to the weight and uh, the appearance that it's got. Yeah, we ain't playing games over here. No, no. <laughs> yeah. No, no, and, and speaking of, uh, I'm now on your video uh, uh, on the Monster Mace and... Uh, at a quick glance, it's difficult to tell if this is a training implement or some sort of a weapon, but potentially uh, <laughs> <laughs> could be could be either. But uh, this stuff just cracks me up, and I mean that in a very uh, complimentary way. But uh, this is just like if you're into this kind of stuff, this is like something you want to have. So uh, uh, it's helpful to watch the video, and I'm hoping people will go on the YouTube page. But explain to me what this thing is and what it looks like and how you use it. Anybody want to tackle that one? Why don't you go ahead, John? Okay, well, basically, the mace, it comes out of all the, the type of club training. It's actually one of the oldest forms of training that can really be done. And what you're doing is it's basically a pure leverage principle exercise. I mean, that thing is so long, and it is the toughest workout you'll ever get with 20 pounds. Again, you look at some of this stuff and you say, hey, you know, What's the big deal about that? How can twenty? How can you get a workout with twenty pounds? You know, somebody would say, "I'm a world class strongman." Well, it's pure shoulder girdle strength. Um, it, it uses a lot of the same muscles. I've told different guys the muscles that uh, are used when I held back the Harleys. A lot of guys have asked, you know, how you train for that. Those are the same muscles that get really pulled extremely in the shoulder girdle. And if you don't have wrist strength or shoulder girdle strength, You'll be like the first time I picked up the mace, and you'll give yourself a pretty good uh, mark on the back of your leg. <laughs> I underestimated the leverage the very first time I picked it up. And I'm it, watching the video of you doing, like, it looks like kind of an around-the-world kind of a drill, uh, which is similar to something that we actually do for uh, for rehab, uh, for shoulder rehab. Uh, very neat. And, and it really will tax your shoulders. You know, it's it's a lot like a halo that you would do with a kettlebell or a plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the leverage is so hard. I mean, you're, you're, there's so much leverage. I don't have the the poundage figured out at how much pounds, how many pounds of pressure it really is on your wrist at 48 inches long. But it it is intense, intense tendon uh, pulling on your wrist. It looks it. Yeah. One thing I want to chime in real quick on is is the fact that the 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 mace is is it's uh it's plate loadable it basically starts at uh 20 pounds 
And then we also include in the kit, you get a 5-pound and a 10-pound weight that you just screw right on the top. So you can turn that into a 20, a 25, or a 30-pound uh, mace. And we've already had some people that that's not enough of a challenge for them. And we've had several people call in or, or uh, email us and say, hey, can we order custom pieces, custom sizes? Uh, we've had several guys already, uh, in fact, uh, uh, three or four people now have been inquiring about um, a 20-pound head, which would make it a 40-pound mace. Absolutely. And uh, it's tremendous. It's just really neat to see what these guys are doing with this with this stuff. And, Drew, it's it's good that you said that because one of the other things about Swagger is we wanted people to get good value out of their equipment. Everything that we sell, we try to make it affordable to the point, you know, like if you buy a mace, most of the things that you're going to buy in the strongman community, they're fixed-weight implements. Uh, for instance, I've got a basement full of kettlebells. And one of the things we wanted to do that was a little bit innovative is try and deliver products where you can buy one product and just add on to it so that, you know, for instance, the gemstones that are coming out, you know, instead of having one fixed-weight stone, you can have a whole set of stones with one product. So that's yeah. one of the advantages, too, with, with our products. Well, and, and let's talk about that for a minute because I don't think most people even realize that there is such a thing as this, but uh, you guys have created a loadable stone. It's basically a steel stone, and it's got a rubberized, kind of like a medicine ball type exterior. And uh, um, and uh, the, the the empty weight is is very much something that's uh, kind of tolerable, even if you're a beginner. And you can load it all the way up, I, if I'm not mistaken, past like 400 pounds. But I really think that's very cool because this makes this an accessible tool for people other than, you know, uh, dedicated strongman competitors. So that's very neat. Hey, if I can clarify, is that gemstone? Are you saying that's variable weight? Yeah, it's yes. loadable. Yeah, it starts wow. out at, starts out at uh, right at 40 pounds, and uh, we've got a fitting on to it that you can put sand into it, uh, water if you want. Uh, different materials will give you a different reaction on the inside. So you can take it right on up. If you want to put steel shot into it, I don't think there's really much of a limit. Lead. <laughs> yeah. If you can afford it. Yeah, you'll have an 1,800-pound stone, you know. <laughs> in your yard. Hey, Tim, what's the diameter of that? It's 24-inch. Uh, Very cool stuff. Okay, so uh, I'm on your YouTube site here, and I've seen this before, but uh, I just became reminded of this again. You, I don't know if this is something you're selling, but it just gives insight into the creativity that you guys have. You have this thing, or at least uh, you were demonstrating it on the video called the Bugs Bunny Dumbbell. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're listening in, and you know, all you have to do is just Google Bugs Bunny Dumbbell, and it will come up right. The video comes up right at the top. And this is the most hilarious thing. I've been dying to ask you guys what that freaking thing weighs. <laughs> It weighs about a hundred pounds, actually. It's uh, it basically what it is is it's uh, uh two of the gemstones on uh, the end of a, a long pole. Basically, the uh, Tim, you you guys coated it, and they were waiting for it to dry. Is that right? Yeah, we had them hanging up. Uh, it's a piece of ten uh, foot conduit, and uh, we screwed it into the fittings on the ends of the stone. And uh, when John seen it, he's like, "Oh, this is cool." Well, unbeknownst to John, my guy's in the shop. 
they'd already been playing with it, but nobody had the guts to put it on uh, on YouTube. Funny <laughs> <laughs> thing, I'm, I'm watching you guys pressing this thing right now. It's like 14 feet long. It's just like a classic, like when you see a barbell on a cartoon and it's got those glow bends to it. That is the funniest thing of all time. We thought it'd be great to put like those, you know, a sticker that said ten thousand pounds on either side or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's just too cool. It is funny. Um, so uh, the other thing is, you mentioned the pinch grip plates before. I just want to give people kind of a sense of of some of the products that you guys are carrying and the diversity of what you guys have. So um, pinch gripping is really. Um, it's kind of an art that I think is is seeing a revival a little bit, and it, it really is one of those fundamental um, markers of, of human functioning is, you know, your grip strength. So uh, tell us about that product. Well, if you check out the the website, one of the cool things is one of, one of the best pinch grip artists, and I would say the art to it, is Adam Glass, and he actually just loves the product. When I first uh, we talked about the idea for this, I actually said, you know, we've got to get Adam, we've got to let him see this video. And um, really, the importance of the pinch grip, for me, I don't do a ton of it, but it's required if you're going to do any of the old-time strongman feats. Yep. If you're going to bend nails, if you're going to bend steel bars, if you're going to basically do anything like that, one of the keys, ripping phone books, tearing cards, you have to have strong thumbs. And also, I found that guys that do a little bit of pinch gripping, I mean, I'm not a specialist in it. You know, I don't spend, you know, I know there's a lot of guys out there that are pure grip guys. I don't spend, you know, an hour a day pinch gripping. But the guys, that, you know, as far as myself and other ones that do work it into their routine for, you know, five or ten minutes a day, you find increased strength in all your other lifts. You know, for instance, when you're doing a, a thick bar deadlift or something of that nature, the thumb is always the weakest point. And it kind of goes back to an article I read by Charles about uh, chin-ups and pull-ups, how people are imbalanced. Well, just as you know, an athlete's not a true athlete, whether he can pull in all different directions. In the same way, I know a lot of guys that have great crushing strength in their hands but have no thumb strength. And so they end up getting injured or they end up having uh, less than they could on major lifts just because of the thumb strength. Huh. Wow, that's and very cool. One of, the things, one of the things that we can do, though, is uh, whatever thickness of plate you want and whatever your final weight that you're looking for, uh, we just calculate it out and uh, run the numbers onto it, and that's what we provide. Very cool. Well, um, if you're just listening in, uh, we're talking to the guys from Swagger Strength, and uh, the website is swaggerstrength.com, S-W-A-G-E-R, strength, all one word, dot com. And, uh, guys, any other questions for our guests before we get into the topic today? Nope. I think it'll be cool to hear what they have to say about the topic itself. Well, yeah, you guys, uh, it's mandatory. You've got to stick around, so uh, stay with us here a little bit. And uh, we need you for the topic today. Great. All right. Okay, so conveniently enough, our topic of the week is um, strength uh, or, or strongman training, strongman events for athletic conditioning. In other words, what is the role, if any, of strongman uh, events 
to athletes from other sports, football players, basketball players, track and field athletes, weightlifters maybe, uh, you know, uh, athletes from uh, a variety of, uh, of other sports. And I've got to tell you, I think that um, strongman is really uh, misunderstood along, along these lines. And uh, I know a lot of coaches who kind of poo-poo this idea because they have in their mind that if you're going to flip a tire, that you're automatically flipping a 1,200-pound tire. Or if you are, you know, uh, picking up a stone, you're de facto, you know, uh, lifting a 350-pound stone. And, and obviously, when you're using weights that are, are near your maximum capacity uh, as an athlete from another sport, that's obviously not appropriate. But what, what people don't understand and why I don't, I don't know why this is, but, you know, you can flip a 400-pound tire. You can flip a 500-pound tire. You can... Uh, you can lift a 100-pound strongman log. These events don't have to be maxed out. But I, I always thought that um, conditioning coaches are really kind of missing the boat because strongman lifts have such a great quality that you cannot replicate in any other way. And that quality, and, and the term I always use for strongman uh, lifts, are that um, they are uncooperative. Uh, <laughs> if you've ever pressed a log overhead, I mean, the real difference between clean and pressing a log and clean and pressing a, a bar is that that log kind of just doesn't want to be cleaned and pressed. You know, mm-hmm. it's just kind of uncooperative. So you really have to fight to control uh, that implement uh, as you're lifting. And that's not to say that you don't have to control a barbell as well, but this just gives you uh, an extra facet of control. And after all, isn't that what most sports are about? It's not simply the ability to exert force, but it's it's oftentimes the ability to absorb force and to control either an implement or or another person's body. Think about, boy, the tie-ins between strongman and, and mixed martial arts come to mind. Hey, maybe just to kind of recap or, or preview for young guys who are listening, maybe we should uh, just all throw in a couple of different strongman movements so people have an idea about what strongman can entail. I mean, I know there's a lot, but what are, let's just go over some of the core uh, movements that strongman use. Yeah, good idea. Guys, you want to tackle that? Well, you know, there's always some sort of pressing, you know, whether it's the, you know, the steel logs or whether it's doing like the, the uh, hybrid event like the single fingers, you know, there's always some sort of brute upper body press, Viking press, um, you know, there's always something like that. You always have some kind of load and carry, whether it's a farmer's walk, whether it's an anchor drag, you know. And anybody else want to chime in on some of those? I don't want you know, to take them all. You know, just to clarify, but. farmer's walk, think about carrying two really, really heavy dumbbells uh, a set distance or maybe even something more awkward uh, over a set distance. So you can imagine the whole body kind of engagement with these these kinds of movements. Generally, some kind of deadlift as well mm-hmm. in most events, whether it's, you know, the 18-inch deadlift or, you know, a lot of times for reps now. You know, um, now they're, they're, they're loving the medleys too. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there there always is an endurance component, and that is another thing that separates strongman from the other lifting disciplines, is there always is an endurance uh, element yeah. to, to most, if not all, uh, of the And the, the cool event. thing is the endurance is at a very high percentage of, of your maximum load. So it's not like the kind of endurance a lot of people might be familiar with, which is basically just body weight type endurance, right? 
Yep, yep, yep. So it's super sport specific for for so many different disciplines. I mean, to go off on another area, you know, Charles saying that it's, it's too bad a lot of these coaches are are missing this stuff. I mean, he was kind of hitting it to how how they ignore it because it's hard. But I mean, one of the classic <laughs> classic ones I got from a, a a high level Olympic lifting coach was, you know, he ignores the stuff because anybody can can flip a tire or lift a keg over their head, but not anybody can clean and jerk. I was like, what? huh? You know? Oh wow. <laughs> How, what are you talking about? You know that. Yeah, anybody, huh? That stuff's easy. There's no learning curve there. And like, pff, hey, are they still doing stuff like the Conan wheel? Let me ask you about that. Is the Conan wheel still one of these events? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I've seen several. You know, and, you, and again, they actually market that piece of equipment. But yeah, how many people can, you know, basically get their, you know, a lift like a Zercher type lift hold? And walk with a motorcycle or something like that. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. I think the thing that's that that I really appreciate about the strongman and uh, and doing these kinds of workouts, and I've only been doing them for for uh, oh, about a year or so or less with uh, with John, um, is the fact that I feel like I'm getting practicality out of it. I mean, yeah. one of the things I remember uh, when I was um, really heavy into into the programs uh, in the past um i always thought it was so strange that i would be at the gym for an hour and a half uh, uh sometimes five six days a week and then someone would invite me over to say hey look can you help me move some furniture i'm moving mm-hmm. and it was all i could do to keep those unwieldy uh unbalanced pieces up uh you know it was just a major struggle and so i find that this is a real challenge and i really appreciate that about these kinds of products and and, and using the strongman equipment i think equipment. the whole idea or not the whole idea but a big part of strongman is just gaining familiarity with these different implements right i mean i know they have carryover that's one of the cool things and like charles said they're they're awkward right so but just getting some familiarity i and Somebody who's really strong in the gym, I th- like Fortress U, you can squat you know, nearly 700 pounds, and then uh, God knows what you're benching these days and everything else. But, yeah, when, when it comes time to move a couch by yourself, you know, that would almost be embarrassing in a way because you, you don't know how well you could manhandle that, right? Right. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've always appreciated that, and you, do, you know this, Lonnie. I've always appreciated the aspect of we've talked a lot about, you, you know, being athletic, not just being strong, but being athletic, and that's one of the things I've always prided myself on. Is is I've I've been able to kind of have a carryover strength with stuff like moving furniture. God knows I've done it enough times, but um, <laughs> I just did it like a few weeks ago, actually. So, but yeah, the, 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 I've definitely seen those guys who you know they can move boatloads of equi- you know weight on machines and so forth. But there's really no carryover to like real world scenarios. You know, like my famous you know uh, line I once wrote in an article about you know if if you change your tire and that jack, you know, goes out on you. You know, you may, might want to have you know real world strength to save your ass from getting crushed. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it, it, totally. That's exactly what I was thinking about when the Swagger Strength guys were talking about dragging a truck for a mile. I mean, you guys don't even worry about running out of gas, do you? <laughs> oh no! And, and let me throw throw this into you guys. You talk about carryover. Um, Drew is a good example. How many weeks did you go on the Strongman program at the beginning, Drew? How many weeks before I gave you the test? It was uh, six weeks, I believe. Okay, so in six weeks, and I had a group of guys, and some of them hadn't even lifted before. And we had what I would call strongman hybrid workouts. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we were mixing all different things into the mix. And it's not so much that you're just doing the strongman activities. It's how you do them. 
that makes a big difference. I think it has unparalleled um, tendon strength that comes from Strongman. But most of all, it's how it trains your nervous system. I gave these guys a test uh, after six weeks, and within, was it 50 minutes, Drew? Uh, yeah, time? 50 minutes. They had 50 minutes. Now, again, we're doing strongman, so when guys think strongman, they think, okay, you know, these guys are a bunch of overweight guys and all that stuff. These guys were able to do a 1,000 bodyweight squats, um, and most of them were Hindu-type squats, 1,000 squats, and how many push-ups did I have you guys do? 150 push-ups. 150 push-ups and 50 crunches, you know, and, and all within 50 minutes. Now, I challenge you to do 1,000 reps of anything in 50 minutes. Yeah. And that's from doing strongman stuff. People would say the two can't coexist. That's why I say some of these coaches, I think it's more of a fear of the unknown because they haven't tried it. They don't know that it can benefit, you know, any right. athlete. One of the side effects, for example, John, is that when, when we were training and, and using the log, uh, I was starting off using the smaller log, the, the log lumberjack trainer, which is about 140 pounds, and uh, I'd do clean impresses of that, and I was doing one, then two, then four. Now I'm up to about ten at a time clean impress. Each each rep I'm doing clean impress. And what I was noticing is that at the end of uh, of doing that, I'm putting the log down, which, by the way, you can pretty much throw the thing down. It's, it's indestructible. But... Uh, um, at the end of that, my heart was pumping so fast. The cardio that I got, the cardio burst that I got out of that, it, it's it's certainly a, a invaluable side effect to the whole process. I mean, I really enjoy my workout with that. So it's not just a strength exercise, but it's also a cardio work all at the same time. That might be one of the salient features right there of strongman training for other sports is that whether you're trying to get lean, you know, you're in some kind of a ripping cycle for guys who do that or or whether you just need conditioning for sport, is that you can do it while you're developing strength instead of uh, just doing the long, slow cardio, you know, the five-mile run or something in addition to your weights, right? No, it, it's like it's high energy. Uh, it's like HIIT on, on steroids. It's just freaking insane. <laughs> I mean, the longest the longest 70 seconds of my life was in my first Nebraska Strongest Man and pulling a tractor trailer for 100 feet. It's like, holy crap, you know, it, I mean, it's just horrible. But, I mean, but then you feel good when it's over, and, I mean, you've, you've done you pretty much. Have a you could have went out and ran for, a, for an hour, but you, you got it done in 75 Hey, it's seconds. worth pointing out, too. Hey, you guys, there is a ton of research coming out of a bunch of labs right now that high-intensity interval stuff, now they're doing controlled, like, 30-second bike sprints, but you can get the same kind of aerobic conditioning with as little as like four bouts of 30-second all-out you know, uh, efforts, you can get the same kind of aerobic conditioning that someone spends 10 or 20 times as much uh, total duration in kind of the steady-state cardio. So explosive training like that, it may only add up to 15 minutes of total time actually moving uh, you know, over a week or two or something like that, but you still get enormous aerobic benefits from it. Well, that's what John was tur had turned me on to over the last few weeks is, is doing interval training like that. What I've been doing is um, I'd be using the battling ropes or the velocity swiper, and I'd be using that for an extended period of time. Well, not extended, but probably, you know, a good uh, 20 to 30 seconds at a time in these bursts. And then immediately he'd put me over there and, and picking up the, the, uh, the gym stone, you know, 110-pound stone, which 
you know, it's 110 pounds, I should be able to pick that up. But if I'm jumping between the stone and the ropes or the stone and the velocity swiper, velocity machine, and back, and I'm doing that two or three times, that is a heck of a workout. You know what? And metabolically, too, it should be pointed out, there was a 2009 paper I was reading recently in, in JSCR, I think, and they were showing that even metabolically there's all these uh, improvements from this kind of super high intensity of explosive stuff, like lower triglycerides in your blood, lower insulin and glucose levels. You know, bodybuilders are always talking about insulin sensitivity and stuff like that. And again, you're talking about as little as 15 minutes of total effort over two weeks with this kind of explosion, and you're getting huge improvements in these metabolic markers. And what's great is, again, it's just one of these things where, you know, when you look at it, it doesn't make sense, but you, when you do interval training, it also will increase your endurance when, you, when you're forced to do it. When, when I was uh, training for the world record truck pull, um, even though some days, if you added up all the training, I was training two to three hours a day. Again, that was specific for an event. 99% of it was interval training throughout the day. Now, what happened was, through these intervals of sled dragging and all these different things, when it came time to do a mile pull, it, it, it just works. I can't explain how the body adapts to that, but interval training will also increase your endurance for big events. And I'm not a strong man myself. I don't go and do, I don't pull trucks, you know, 16 miles at a time like John does and this kind of stuff. But I, I just, I want to have a, a full body workout. I've been telling John, I want to get leaner and I want to get stronger at the same time. How can we do that? And that's exactly what we're doing. And we've got, uh, we've got ladies participating in this. We've got beginners. We've got advanced. We've got in between. Uh, and that's what's so thrilling about this is, is that, you know, it, it's, you don't have to be intimidated by the stuff. You know, if you just shown once or twice, you can see how it works. Watch the videos, um, and we're going to have DVDs and, and things like that coming out eventually down the road, uh, and a whole system surrounded by uh, surrounding around what we're doing. But it's it, it's not intimidating, and you really feel like uh, you can instantly jump right in and get benefits from it in your very first workout. I mean, I, if you're if you're listening in and you're intrigued by all this, but you've never really done uh, a lot of strongman stuff. Um, I'll, I'll throw a resource at you guys. Uh, some time ago, I wrote an article for testosterone.net called the 21-Day Itch, and it's a way, it's a, it's a programming concept where you can uh, sort of combine the three primary disciplines into a weekly cycle, and I've had a lot of positive uh, uh, response from that. So I'll, if you actually just Google 21-Day Itch, it comes up right at the top, and you can take a look at that. I mean, I think the fun, the fun aspect is is one you got to get a hold of. And I mean, the biggest thing I preached in a in a seminar on that was basically on this topic on strongman training and the benefits was, you know, people just need to give themselves permission to do it. it it's okay, you know, and it doesn't have to be intimidating. And yeah, they see somebody, you know, dragging a, a tractor trailer. That's fine. Maybe you drag a little red wagon to start out. Yep. You know, the weights are all relative. Just yeah, give yourself permission to do it, and it's going to be fun. Hey, let me ask you this, Phil, and and Charles and, and the Swagger guys, everybody. Phil, you mentioned a bunch of injuries. What about someone who is considering this at, for a conditioning mesocycle or for whatever whatever reason? What's the injury risk like? We talk about awkward lifts and things like that. Can you just somebody address that? I would be thrilled uh. to address that because... I have had times, you know, you have to understand that you're, when you, repetitive overuse injuries come from the activity that you repeatedly overdo, <laughs> by definition, right? So if, if, if 
I occasionally will have like a, a wrist tweak or something that's bugging me in a clean and jerk. Uh, but at the same time, I could go and do a log clean and press, or I could flip a tire because you know the the, the movement patterns are different, the uh, the body positions are different, and yet even though they are different, you are fundamentally still doing the same thing. I, I've often uh, referred to a log flip, I mean a, a tire flip. It's kind of like a 45-degree power clean with less stress on your joints. And uh, although it's possible to get hurt doing anything, um, I have had many instances in my past where uh, I've had a wrist or an elbow or a shoulder or some kind of an issue that made it hard to clean and jerk or to snatch, and I can flip heavy tires with no problem. So I think that the injury aspect of this is is very overrated and 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 you know just to repeat again anytime you're pushing to the limit doing anything there, there can be a risk of injury but uh I, I don't think that the risk of injury in strongman is 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 any worse than than anything else that's happens. that's interesting so it's not any worse than uh strict bodybuilding or powerlifting moves i'd agree not to a it. point to a point i would i would totally agree with that and then i would take the opposite opinion of if somebody's taking this very seriously and they're looking to compete at a high level. Mm. Uh, when you're looking to compete in strongman competitions and you want to do it at a high level and not just to get in shape or whatnot, then then I, I say the risk is, is more. I mean, when sure. you get to the point where you're yanking and pulling and hitching, you know, 800, 900-pound deadlifts and yanking on 400-pound stones and, and stuff like that and heavy, heavy explosive strength and endurance movements, there's, there is a lot of beating to the sport. But that's at the extreme level, and uh, in general, yes, I'd, I'd I'd agree with Charles. And until you take up that aspect, if somebody's looking to go and do it cool. seriously, then yes, there is a, there's a large risk. And I like what you say about that because most people aren't ever going to professionally compete. Yeah, exactly. And, and so that's that's the great thing about this is anybody can do strongman stuff. And there's something, like I said before, you talk about the fun factor, you talk about the rehab factor, you talk about the carryover, and the primal, the the things are just fun to do. And, you know, not only rehabbing, they can be adapted to anything. I've, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, you know, with Charles has got, you know, the EDT, which is just fantastic stuff, you know, working opposing muscle groups and all, I mean, it's just fantastic. Well, you can apply that to strongman implements. Okay. You know, it, it can be applied to anything. Yeah, I want to it's talk real quick about the, the velocity swiper and the velocity machine. Um, one thing that I really uh, truly enjoy about that is that when, you know, if you're going to go out and run, uh, you know, two, three miles, uh, and you're doing that every day, there's such a high chance of, of getting injuries, getting knee injuries, ankle, things like that, especially if you're doing that on a repetitive basis for an extended period of time. Whereas when you're using something like the velocity, if you're looking to get a cardio burst and get those intervals in there, you can use the, the velocity machine or the or velocity swiper, and you can get uh, uh, basically essentially uh, injury-free. Uh, you can get the, the same kind of, of uh, genuine cardio uh, workout um, and, and not have to worry about uh, you know getting yourself all uh, you know sent to the doctor's office and things like that on a routine basis. Yeah, it's a great you know for the guys that can't their joints can't handle it. You know what's funny? We we did we set up the strongman site at um, an MMA show. We've been doing this at mixed martial arts events, and we've got the strongman logs there, and we also have the velocity machine. 
and we made a challenge to anybody. You know, we're going to give away a, a free T-shirt to the guy that can last the longest. Now, these guys were in good shape. The longest anybody could last on the velocity machine, I believe, was 42 seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 42 seconds. So it goes back to your interval training. It's crazy what can happen, you know. If somebody gets shut down in 42 seconds, if you give them a chance to recover and come back and they do that same 42 seconds, you know, for five times, you know, five, you know, five times through as a cycle, that's your workout. Throwing some strong man stuff, man, you're going to get strong as an ox and you're going to have world class endurance. Yeah, yeah I think that go. needs to be stressed as well. I mean, for for most American sports and most popular sports now, you don't need to jog. I mean, the days of having football players jog distance. I mean, it's mm-hmm. over. <laughs> it's, I mean, me myself, I I can't jog. I got tore up knees and hips and. But I can pull a truck for yep. 30, 45 seconds straight all out and stop. You know, I can't take that repetitive bound, pounding, but, I mean, you know, why should I? Why would where's I? The, where's the specificity in running around in a circle for an hour and a half, you know, when it comes to applying strength into an explosion-type sport? And I would think the last thing you'd want as a general manager of a professional football team is to lose your athlete to an injury happening in practice, yeah, especially right. with something like that. I mean, my other my other argument for it too is, I mean, generally, if you're running from something, you know, it's because you're getting attacked or eaten, and I'd rather be the one tackling. You know? <laughs> I want to be the one sprinting after the food, you know. Yeah, because by the time you lay on your back and blow off all that carbon dioxide from all that acid you built up, you've already eaten your prey, and you have no problem with that. Problem with that. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, but you I know, just I want to get my I, sprint over with. Another point that comes up here, and, you know, um, I'm sure, you know, we'd all love to sell some equipment here today, and, uh, you know, that's all good stuff. But, you know, this is not a discipline that requires heavy uh, purchases right up front. You can can push or pull a vehicle right now, assuming you have a vehicle. You can do farmer's walks right now. You can pick heavy dumbbells or you can take two barbells that have the same load. You can do farmer's walks right now. You can go to your local tire shop and you can get a free oversized tire. A lot of people are always amazed to hear this that, oh, I, how much, you know, what do you have to pay for those tires? Listen, you can get as many free tires as you want. So you can do a lot of this stuff really for, for no financial outlay. And then as you get more involved in it and at some point you want a log or you want a stone, you know, then you make your purchase. You know, I saw John, I think it was, on his website. He was standing on that, what was that, that critical core ramp? And he just had some heavy ropes in his hands, and they were kind of doing that whole velocity swiper movement thing. And I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking, you know, that's the kind of stuff where – now, again, it, you might have to find the right angle. But if you stand on something angular and gauge your core like that, you, you're literally just holding on to ropes. I mean, the cool thing about Strongman is a lot of this stuff is real-world implements. You know? Oh, man, you you can do anything. You could pick up a jug and stand on the critical core ramp and do body weight squats like holding the jug a tide or something and it's going to trash you because you know that's the whole cool thing it's just the little angles making a little switch just just a, 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 some kind of tweak is a great way not only to work around injuries but to get gains at a whole new level when you've been lifting for so many years sometimes it takes something like a core ramp or something just a little bit different to make keep those gains coming i agree yeah, I mean, that goes right back to where, where the strong man in itself is beneficial to anybody. I mean, me is mainly a power lifter now, 
mm-hmm. I get that carryover. It's it's from being able to do something different, you know, and hitting a muscle in a slightly different way than I do every day. And uh, the fun aspect, I mean, I think that plays in huge with especially high school athletes and whatnot. You get them out there flipping tires and stuff and just make it act like fun, they're going to work harder than they ever would in the gym. Right. <laughs> you know, put them up against each other, get two tires out there, and make them flip things. Right. You know, I, like I can't that. tell you how much fun I'm having right now with my workout. Um, when I was doing, you know, 45 minutes on the stair climber or, you know, doing a mile and a half on the treadmill, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, it's it's just not fun. It becomes a chore. It becomes something I have to do <laughs> just to maintain. And, you know, I think that's a, I think that's the biggest problem with so many people and why they just won't get off the couch is because they look at that and go, why would I want to do that for so long? When you do this kind of stuff, this is fun. This is like, you know, throwing you know throwing a baseball around the backyard or playing kickball with your buddies when you were a kid. This is the kind of stuff that you and, you, and you do the interval kind of training and things like that, too. You're jumping around. You're doing a bunch of different exercises. Usually, a lot of different equipment, using a lot of different motions and a lot of different muscle groups. Um, that is, it's fun. It doesn't. It, it, yeah, you're tired when you're done, but you've also had a good time when you've done it. I think that goes back to you know, give yourself permission. People think exercise needs to suck. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Yep. You know, have fun. <laughs> That's sort of been a theme on this show for several weeks, hasn't it? That discipline is not required when it's actually fun. Yeah. Right. Yep. We well, you know it's awesome too. Anyway, so. Yeah, you guys are talking a lot about, you know, the how two basically workouts can get pretty repetitive and boring. One of the cool things is is that when you do strongman things, even though they're extremely safe, you have to be engaged with your mind or you could get injured. For instance, when you have something, you know, when you're pressing a log, you're engaged with that thing mentally. You, nobody just casually presses a log. You don't go through the motions on those kind of lifts. And that's another thing, even though they're fun, and, and it's something that also engages the mind and the body at the same time because, like I said, you just can't casually go through a strongman workout. Yeah, unlike the people that you see in the gym, they're on a treadmill or a bike and they're watching the TV, you know, in, in this very rote kind of thing. Can't watch TV Can't watch TV and do the Conan wheel. Can't do it. Nope. To me, that's the hardest thing in the world is to get myself mentally prepared to run for 45 minutes on a treadmill while I'm watching Oprah. I'm sorry. Can't do it. <laughs> I don't watch Oprah. <laughs> I don't run on treadmills, and I don't watch Oprah. <laughs> Guys, we're about down to a minute and 30 here, so I just want to you know, kind of wrap things up and thank you guys all for coming. Um, mention your website. we got a link up right now on the show if you're watching online to their website. Um, go ahead and uh, shoot, shoot a few... Uh, Web addresses out there, if you will. Yeah, our website is www.swaggerstrength.com, and uh, we welcome uh, questions. Our our email address is sse, uh, Swagger Strength Equipment, sse at swaggerstrength.com, and uh, we welcome those. And uh, John Bruni and, and uh, Drew Keespert, me and, and Tim Swagger, and uh, James Bruni as well, who's not here today, uh, we're all uh, open answering your questions for you, any questions anybody might have out there. And if anybody's interested in the performing strongman side of it, my website, www.pressingthelimits.com. It's all one word. has some really cool feats of strength on there and also how you can get some personal training uh, on these implements. Very cool. Thanks, guys, for being on the show. Thanks for sharing your time with us today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. We had a blast. Thank you very much. It was a good time. Thanks a lot, guys. You bet. See you next week, everybody. The Iron Radio Podcast and all of the audio on Iron Radio.
Qualified exercise physiologists 